Now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for the Fashion Rewired Broadcast with Brian Hill. During the Fashion Rewired Podcast, we chat with successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs who share their powerful stories of success while providing real-time industry tips, tools, and actionable strategies to execute today with the goal of designing our listeners' brands for success. Now, here's your host, Brian Hill. Welcome to Fashion Rewired. I'm your host, Brian Hill, self-taught designer and executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week. So why is it important to rewire? Well, I believe that every successful fashion designer and entrepreneur at one time or another made the smart and necessary decision to rewire their brain, their attitude, but most importantly, their actions to get them to their current level of success. Each week, I get to share stories of transformation with our listeners while giving you the blueprint to rewire. I love to open each episode by thanking the sponsors that believe in Fashion Rewired. The Emerging Designer Bootcamp Live. Are you the next IT emerging apparel or accessory designer? Are you struggling with sales or manufacturing issues? Each year, Phoenix Fashion Week travels the nation and hand selects emerging fashion talent to enter the very challenging three-month-long Designer Bootcamp Live, leading to the top fashion runway in October and the coveted title of Designer of the Year. To apply, email designer at phoenixfashionweek.com. My next guest, Lindsay Randall, grew up in Marblehead, Massachusetts, literally on the countertop of her grandmother's treasure chest consignment store. (laughs) From a young age, a love of fashion coupled with a serious drive to create something great was instilled in her. After finishing college at UMass, majoring in journalism and art, Lindsay and her now husband Derek chased their fashion and music dreams all the way to Los Angeles. It was there in downtown LA where Lindsay first launched her own curated pop-up fashion cart for only $70 out of the bank and sold out of every piece before lunchtime was over. Okay. After two years of West Coast fashion success, Lindsay remembered her grandmother's early influence and ventured back to New England and aligned her fashion vision with her Aunt Valerie's jewelry business and created the concept store Bobbles and Lace and growing it to eight locations that is now a fashion franchise opportunity featured in the Boston Business Journal and coming to a town near you. Lindsay, your grandma must be so proud of you. Brian, hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, she's awesome. She's um, <laughs> Literally, I have such fond memories of growing up on that counter. She let me do the windows and for a little girl that was very exciting. <laughs> wow, wow. What is one fashion secret about you, Lindsay, that no one knows about? Oh, my God. Okay, well, here it is. I am always dressed. I'm always in a heel. I'm very <laughs> unstable in a sneaker. I, like, I feel very much myself dressed. But the first thing I do when I come home is put on sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like the first thing. I don't even have my purse down yet. So <laughs> as much as I love to dress up, I love to take it all down to a more casual level. <laughs> I love it. Well, the East Coast uh, people always come a little more dressed. Well, I love that, that you stay uh, professional. But right away you get home, you're like back to comfy, cozy. Love that. You know the saying, dress for the, for the job you want? You know, that's... Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I do that every day. You know, I wake up and I, I want to be a certain way and feel successful. And I feel that way when I'm really put together and I put on a blazer, I put on a high heel. I just I feel more powerful. It makes sense. Well, I saw the images that you sent in uh, with your bio on so fun, such a range. And when everyone gets to see your placement, when the episode drops sometime in late December, they're going to be very, very impressed. So thank you. 
I'm going to take you back. You know, everyone has a rewire in their life, sometimes multiple rewires where you just, you're doing things one way and you're like, got to do it different. And then when you do it differently, go down this new rewired path, lots and lots of success happens for you. So take me back to when you rewired and explain that to us a little bit. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I love the concept of it. And I think that every entrepreneur has probably had at least one of those moments, if not many. Um, But for me, I think that the most defining one probably happened um, mid-COVID times. So, you know, I'm what kind of fell into this business by accident, you know, a lot of drive, but I didn't study business. If, looking back in time, I probably should have, would have helped me along the way. But, you know, I didn't, I don't have this like strong business acumen. Mm-hmm. I learned everything innately, very organically on the fly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I always had a little bit of, um, I just wasn't very confident in my ability to, to run a business. Mm-hmm. Even though here we were, we're probably 10 years 11 years in and we had six stores and they were doing great, but I still never thought of myself as, you know, an entrepreneur or a strong businesswoman, you know, or any of that. It was just, I had one store and then I had two stores and I had three stores and I didn't really (laughs) look at it in, (laughs) you know, in that, that a proud way. It was just more of like a work way. Um, And then COVID hit Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know what happened. We all know what happens there. Um, for retail, for restaurant, for most businesses, it was, it was an apocalypse. Right. So, you know, I had eight, uh, at the time, six closed stores, mm. you know, we couldn't pay the rent. PPP hadn't come in yet. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Right. So we started selling fashion face masks, uh-huh. which like, someone said to me 10 years ago, you're going to save your business by selling fashion face masks, probably would have laughed, right? <laughs> right. But we started, I said, listen, we got to make this work. So I hopped on Instagram. I did live try-ons from my closet. Mm. We sold $20,000 worth of face masks, which, you know, at $15 a pop, that's a lot of face masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, we home delivered to people's doors, and then we opened a seventh location at the tail end of COVID. Mm. So that goes to show you how, you know, how everything we were doing worked. We were, had the ability to really adapt and to flex and not only to um, make it by, but to actually be really profitable mm-hmm. and be able to open location number seven. Right. And it was at that moment that that was my big rewired moment where I said, Oh my God, I got this. Mm. I got this. I can handle anything, even a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, that was crazy. And for, for businesses that are, that are made it past that, like, you know, you should be really, really proud. Um, so it was within that moment where, I just kind of um, got the self-confidence to uh, go bigger. Wow. Wow. Well, it, it's, I mean, everyone know, like you said, what they went through with COVID, people had to rewire. Uh, some people pivoted. Some people closed doors permanently, unfortunately, right? Some people yeah. merged. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you kept the lights on, even though the doors were closed and uh, brought that revenue to stay sustained. Uh, you weren't going to retire with the face mask business, but it, it sustained you, right? 
And then it's mm-hmm. in that moment of uh, maybe distress and, um, and challenge that the rewire started to happen. And maybe you talked to Derek, maybe you talked to your aunt, who knows, but you said, you know what, um, we're going to move this thing into a, a fashion franchise business, right? Which was amazing because it's very far and few between that concept. So I'm going to talk about how you actually, when you made the decision before that yeah. seven store and you said, I'm going to share this with other, uh, you know, you know, women and actually men entrepreneurs that want to do their own fashion business in the bobbles and lace concept. Take me through yeah. what step number one was when you decided to make that decision. Yeah, it was funny. It was actually Thanksgiving last year. And, you know, I had since opening my seven store, opened an eighth store. I opened in Connecticut. That was great and kind of a little more out of our footprint. But, you know, after I did that, I said, well, now what? I could keep opening stores. So I'm blue in the face. Mm-hmm. We're sitting over Thanksgiving dinner with my family. And my dad said, just franchise it already. And we all laughed. <laughs> Go home. I slept and I woke up at like four in the morning and I said, ah. I'm going to franchise. So a joke really turned into a reality. I thought, can I do this? So went to some franchise fairs, started, you know, took a course in franchising online, you know, did my due diligence mm-hmm. and come to find out it's a, it's, it's a great, super profitable franchise model. Oh. And so we ventured upon this last year here. Fast forward to now we have an, what uh, we started with one and um, franchisee and that was in Hingham, Massachusetts. We mm-hmm. had the first, um, and she's been open since August and doing phenomenal. Yes. And it's um, Bobbles and Lace Hingham. If anyone wants to check it out, Megan's doing great. She was she's an amazing first candidate. And so we are decided to take on six more in the spring. We're just capping it because I certainly don't want to overextend myself. Mm-hmm. So we're taking six more into the spring and six more in the fall. Wow. So we are rapidly growing. It's crazy. We have a wait list. It's really unbelievable. We haven't even marketed. All we've done is gone on our social media with, you know, we have about 30,000 followers and said, Hey, anyone want to, anybody want to own a bobble? And the response has been unbelievable. That's amazing. I mean, shout out Megan Cheek uh, for being the first one, you know, Uh, wow. Six in the spring and six in the fall and a waiting list. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. Isn't that wild? Okay, so your dad franchised it already. That should be a T-shirt. Maybe we could could talk to him about that. And so, you know, maybe the first step for you was just, uh, I guess, being open to your dad's idea. And and obviously, I heard this before, entrepreneurs, when they go to sleep, things happen. They wake up and they get like real clarity. So um, when you woke up the next day, uh, was was the first step to, you know, looking to define franchising and go to a trade show. You know, what did you guys really do once you yeah. woke up and told Derek, Hey, I want to do what my dad said. Uh, first I, you know, was like, I woke up, told my husband, I'm going to franchise. And you know, being married to me for almost 15 years, he knows that I wake up with a lot of ideas. Some of them aren't always the great, greatest ones. I woke up when because so many years ago, I woke up and said, I'm going to do a, a, a store that's a boat and I'm going to drive to different ports. So that really <laughs> didn't quite work out. So, you know, you I come up with these ideas that don't always work, but you can't be afraid to a educate yourself on if it's going to work. Yep. You know, you have to be willing to make a real calculated risk. Yep. So, you know, um, <laughs> he, he's very much used to my kooky morning ideas. Um, but I love that. I, that I, ar- I yeah, armed myself with, some education in the franchise field mm-hmm. um, met with a group named FMS and they, they uh, help 
company's franchise and even tell you, is your company franchisable? Mm-hmm. They looked at my numbers, the P&Ls, they looked at my, my business, they came out to visit and they said, oh my God, your ROI on this business is crazy. You need to do this. You have to do this. And I said, okay, here we go. That's Let's amazing. Educate yourself yeah. in franchising or educate yourself in whatever category you, you're about to rewire into, right? So now um, the, the, the pros in franchising said, you've really got something here. So what was step two after you educated yourself in franchising? What did you do next? Then I started going to trade shows and I started to look at the competition out there because we're not the first boutique or, or uh, boutique chain to franchise. So I wanted to see what else was out there. You know, what, what do they offer? How does it look like? How is it packaged? Is mm-hmm. it profitable? Um, is there a business for it? And it ends up there, there, there is a business for it. And the way we do business is kind of unique. And I think that that's really what um, sep- separates us from the pack. At, you know, part of our concept when we opened 15 years ago is not just to come in and buy cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyone can sell cool stuff. But not everyone knows how to wear the cool stuff. And most people don't know what's going to fit them great and mm. what's going to complement their body and how they're going to look in the clothes. So you, you get such a level of service when you go to, you know, these really high end stores, just the sacks and the, yeah. you know, the go to Gucci, trust me, they're going to be styling you and they're going to be giving you an amazing service. Yes. But at a, at a lower price point, you really, it doesn't exist. So our success really, um, thrives on two ingredients. One is selling great product affordably. Mm-hmm. And two is ha- is the service you get. It's mm-hmm. an experience. Mm-hmm. So it's 50-50. So, uh, you know, I learned really quick, you know, I visited some of these stores that that experience piece, that puzzle piece was really missing in mm-hmm. all of their stores and their whole model. And that's 50% of our whole model. Wow. You know, half of our training we dedicate to our franchisees is in that experience that you get. And in a world where we're changing so much to the digital age, mm-hmm. I think that the need for experience is, is more than ever. Right. I love that. I was talking to um, a, a top retail pro, and he said, you know, Brian, people are going to go back to face-to-face, uh, you know, in-person shopping, but it had better be a damn good experience. And he literally said that last week. And you, you already got that before you started your franchisee. And in step three, it sounds to me that you differentiated yourself from what was in the market already. Yes, some people were doing what you're doing, but could they do this one-two punch that you had, which was affordable fashion that is also curated very nicely, but also this amazing service and experience? Yeah, 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 you got it. And, you know, women's commodity is something that will never change. I learned that in COVID. Mm-hmm we're still going to shop. Right. <laughs> we're just going right. to shop for sweatpants and masks instead of stilettos and you know, <laughs> mini skirts. So, so, you know, the women's commodity is a great business. It's, it's, it'll always be a great business, but how you do business is, is going to change and it's going to change with the technology that's out there. It's going to change with the times. It's going to change with the economic atmosphere, but you got to be willing to flex with it. That's true. Robin, she said, we're still going to shop. That's, that's quote of the day. I love it. I love it. Am I right? We're <laughs> still going to shop. Yeah. If you can you see. You know, recession hits. We're still going to shop just on a budget. Right, right. <laughs> you know? If you yeah. can see Robin right now, she always comes uh, dressed to kill here in the studio. So uh, like you, she, she dresses for the occasion every time. Love it. Retail therapy. It's a real thing. I mean, there's no denying that that whole look good, feel good scenario. 
you know, it's true. There really isn't. Yeah. When you put on a bomb outfit and you look in the mirror and you're feeling yourself, you're going to have a better day. So we're in a feel good business and it's a really beautiful, wonderful one. It's super rewarding. You know, I, 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 I can't, I can't say enough about it. Good for you. Good for you. So we know that when you do these these action steps, like when you did, when you woke up, you said, dad's got it, franchise it already. Um, educate myself on franchising business and the industry, survey the competition, see what's missing, um, differentiate ourselves, right? Get yeah. bomb service and finally curated you know, options, right? So we also know yeah. that when you do these actions, these habits start to form kind of naturally, right? So when you look back and based on your actions that day when you woke up with Derek, Tell me about some habits that you still attribute today from those action steps that you still live by. Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's something that I've, all of those actions are, are, are definitely learned skills. Um, you know, for, for you know, there's doers, there's thinkers, there's all different types of people out there. Yep. And for, for I've learned to incorporate a little more of the, um, of, of the thought process. And I've also learned to surround myself with different types of people mm. who aren't always going to always say, yes, Lindsay, great idea. You know, there's plenty of time. I have a, I have a team that I bounce things off of, yep. you know, a trusted team. So I think it's really important also to develop a team, a trusted team, an advisory, even if it's, you know, you hear the word advisory board and to me, like, that's not a board I want to be on, but really like yeah. and about having your own, like, secret little advisory board. They might not even know they're on the board. <laughs> really, really, really important part of the whole process as well to be able to say, okay, this is what I want to do. What am I missing? Where, wh Where's my missteps? Where should I go? What should I do next? Am I missing anything? I think it's really key to have that. For me, it happens to be I have a great accountant yep. who I rely on for a lot. Um, I have great lawyer. Good to have him too. Yes. Um, I bounce a million things off of my dad my husband, and also girls on my team. I have a great team of um, leaders who I also like to bounce things off of. Trusted team. Love it. That's a great habit that anyone in any business should have, right? Um, have a great support team. Uh, have your own kind of built-in advisory board. I'm the same exact way. Uh, I have a huge advisory board. They just don't know they're on it. <laughs> I'm always bouncing things exactly off. Exactly right. Of, yeah, people. Secret um, advisory board. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell me, your biggest accomplishment so far since a rewire. What do you think it is? Oh my God. That's such a tough one. I know. I stump everybody. You know, with that I, one. You know I, I, I'm one that's uh, never quite done. Okay. okay. <laughs> or, you know, or never quite completely uh, satisfied. You know? Um, I'm always, okay, now what, what's next? Great. I did it. I had sold a franchise. Now let's sell six. Now let's sell 10. Now let's do this. Now let's do this. So, you know, I have that. A lot of people have the same personality type. It's, you know, driven and a curse sometimes. Yeah, you're driven. <laughs> but, you know, I guess it was really um, amazing to see Megan cut that ribbon of, of her store. Yes. Um, that was a big moment for me. And I thought as a proud mama that <laughs> I would be, it would be hard, you know, to really like handing the baby over to someone else, but there was tons of reward in that. And it's something I haven't felt or seen. And also being able to give the gift of what I do, which I love so much to another woman. Yes. On a side note, she's, 
she's a mom like myself and we can do we can do anything yeah and you know the fact that megan's out there killing it with two kids under three and was able to able to do this is just speaks volumes and i'm really you know just it was a real proud mama accomplishment moment man that's really cool Launching your first franchise, huge accomplishment, but then giving the gift of entrepreneurship to another mom, that's got to feel good. Yeah, and to really show them the way. It's like a whole different feeling. You know, it's a whole new aspect of, of this beautiful journey is being able to give that gift, like you said, of entrepreneurship. It's, um, it's amazing, and it's, it's, it's really fulfilling. Right, which is ultimately going to lead to freedom for her and when her kids are watching her succeed that way, you're instilling that in two other young bucks as well. Yeah, and that's the joy, really, of a franchise in general. You hear a franchise and you think, like, you know, a hokey McDonald's or, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, it's not very cool or sexy when you hear the word franchise. Yep. But come to find out, franchise is a beautiful way to, to fast track yourself to be an entrepreneur. So we hand over the whole rule book. I did all the hard work for you. All those franchises out there have done the work for you. They've seen every high, every low, you know, we're prepared for a lot as, as, a, as a franchise, um, economically, for so many reasons. And, you know, we really train people how to be successful on a fast track. Right. It's like reading the cliff notes, right, right. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's a great way for anyone looking to jump into business and they kind of don't know where to start because it can be super daunting. Where sure. do I begin is, is probably the hardest part is that, that initial jump in. But what's nice about a franchise model is that it, you don't have to worry so much. Here you go. Here's the numbers. Here's what you're going to make. You know, that's cool. Great. That's very yeah. cool. I mean, Take you know, the fear out of it. Yeah. The fear, I was going to say the exact same thing, you know, um, these days, who knows what the heck's going to happen tomorrow. Right. So yeah. to have a, a blueprint, but also a kind of a, a safety net as well. And a, what's it called? Um, a recipe for success that you created because you and your, your aunt went through all the trials and tribulations already, and then they trust you and then you're going to learn more. It's just, you know, again, with 12 other franchisees, um, on the table for you. I mean, it's just going to be so far. I can't wait to have you back on the podcast and hear how it's all going and how can people at the end of this podcast get a hold of you to maybe get on that wait list for Bobbles and Lace. Absolutely. And you know, there's, um, I think we all kind of felt it after COVID having time at home. It was all, I think everyone individually had another rewire about their work-life balance and what they want their, their life to look like. And you know, there's nothing better than working for yourself. So I think that the idea of owning your own business is even more appealing now than ever before. You know, I can't imagine working as hard as I do for anyone but myself. And I think a lot of people are, are kind of feeling that way. They're wanting to work from home. They're wanting to cut hours. They're wanting to work for themselves. They're wanting to start their own business. So I think that the atmosphere is really, is really, is really right. Um, I agree. But yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, right? I agree. I agree. And what's even crazier is, you won't believe when I say it, we're at the halfway point of the podcast already. Like, we're just humming along, you and I. Oh, my God. Isn't that great? <laughs> well, what's cool, too, that... See, I always forget to mention the important stuff. <laughs> um, what's cool, too, is that you hear the word franchise, and you think cookie cutter, 
everything looks the same. You have no freedom. You have no say. But what's cool about, I'm going to brag a little, what's cool about us is that we give all the freedom in the world. So we really work with each franchisee to make their idea of what they want their boutique to look like come to life. Because as a boutique, we don't want them to all look the same. Each of my eight locations oh, I love has that. a different shape, has a different style, has a different feel, has different racks, has different tables. So it's really nice to be able to um, express yourself through your own store because it's your, it's their store. So Megan curated her store as an extension of herself. And it just looks like her. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of feathers. It's just so her. And it was really great to see the Boggles model through her Megan lens. So, you know, for people worried about, um, you know, I don't really want to be cookie cutter. Like you're not right, <laughs> at, right, at right. all. You're going to do this and I'm going to make sure you're profitable doing it your way. And even down to the products, like we have a huge catalog of product and each franchisee purchases on their own. So they're their own buyer, which is super exciting as well, because again, I want their, their products. They're going to be more passionate about the product that, that they believe in. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's, it's a really cool, interesting idea. Good for you. I mean, uh, again, I can't wait. We we have to have Megan on the podcast down the road as well. You really do. She'll yeah. love that. And she's a great, she's, oh my God, she's the chattiest, most lovely lady you'll ever meet. That's super cool. We're going to take you into what's called a garment district after we thank our sponsors. So don't go anywhere. Just sit back. We'll be right back. The Phoenix Fashion Week Freelance Program. While building Phoenix Fashion Week into an effective fashion industry resource, we have been asked time and time again to recommend the services of our teammates and associates. So the natural next step has been to organize a system and network of fashion professionals that we could vouch for in the marketplace. The Phoenix Fashion Week Freelance Program is open to anyone needing fashion design, hairstyling, sales representation, photography, graphic design, web design, marketing, social media, styling, makeup artists, accessory design, videography, modeling, PR, event planning, and consulting. For more information, please email freelance at phoenixfashionweek.com. And we're back. Fashion Rewired, the podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hill. I'm hanging out with Lindsay Rando, the founder, creator, visionary of Bobbles and Lace, which is a new fashion franchise opportunity. And she's been talking about how she did this from her grandma's consignment shop in the very beginning at a young age. And then she built her own vision with her aunt Valerie. And now she's doing it and sharing with other people around the Valley, around the world, um, on both coasts. So I'm going to put you in the garment district right now, Lindsay. So really, really tough questions. You can only answer one word overrated or underrated. All right. McDonald's franchises underrated or overrated? Overrated. Oh yeah. Social media underrated or overrated? Ooh, underrated. Love it. Formal education with two degrees, underrated or overrated? Underrated. Cool. Uh, Cash, money, to do what you want to do, underrated or overrated? Overrated. Who you know in your industry, overrated or underrated? Mm, Underrated. Excellent. Networking, underrated, overrated? Mm, Overrated. Cool. Phone conversations, Underrated or overrated? Underrated. Love it. I mean, your energy today, so, so good. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, what's great about your business is for fashion designers, you know, and entrepreneurs, I talk about wholesale and retail, right? So on one hand, the Bobbles and Lace eight stores is retail, direct to consumer. 
but yet you also have a wholesale play because you're selling to other business owners. What do you think? Well, I, I want to talk about both sides of it. Tell me about what you think you lean towards more, the retail side, direct-to-consumer, or you lean towards the franchise side, wholesale, and why? Well, it's, it's funny. Our franchisees buy direct from my vendors, so we actually don't. Okay. We aren't the wholesaler in this scenario. We stay out of that piece. We just we are just the puzzle, the the the, the maker okay. between the two. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I'm more of a, on the retail side of things. Okay. Good. So I want to love it. Let's just dig into the the retail side of things. We talked about the experience that you give, um, but yep. tell me what is the the sales platform that drives the most sales for Bobbles and Lace on the retail side of things, and why? So what. So what is our sales platform? Yes. What's your number one? Mm, in terms uh, in terms of our, uh, explain. Sorry. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, you know, do you think more sales come from your email list, newsletter, or it. is it your social media, it. or is it, or is it word of mouth? You know, who knows? But I'd love to hear what's been driving the first eight stores of Bob's and Lace. I think, you know, getting people in our store is the goal of it all. Getting people across that threshold and whatever the driver is to get them in is is great. Because once you're in, that's where the fun begins. Sure. That's where the experience begins. So, you know, people come in for a multitude of reasons. We, you know, we do, we rely on the social to kind of get our name out there more and also to push out product and do try-ons to our pre-existing clients already. Yep. Um, but the main purpose is to get you in. You know, I can't dress you if I can't see you. Right, right. And so getting people yeah. in there is ultimately, if, you know, anyone said, hey, I can get them, a bunch of people to come into Bob's and Lace. But let's say no one can help you. What would be your number one way to get people to walk in the door of Bob's and Lace? What's your best way of doing that over the last eight stores? Word of mouth. Word it's really going to be experience. You know, we, you give one person a great experience, they're going to tell their friend, he's going to tell their friend, he's going to tell their friend, um, or they're going to post about it, or, you know, that's, that's great. We do other tactics as well. You know, we have a loyalty program, which is great. Yep. We have a social, which is great. We have a website, but really, I think it's word of mouth. An interesting fact is we've never spent a penny on advertising oh. in 15 years. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, ever, well, ever. That, that's it. Um, that's it. That's it's it. word of mouth. It's because people had a great experience, and it's easy to tell and share that. Just like a good movie comes out, you love it, you share it with other people. That costs the movie no money, but it's the best advertising out there. Like, hey, you're going to love this horror flick. You're going to love this uh, boutique in downtown Massachusetts, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, love yeah, it. there's no tricks. Like, there's no – not that any of that's a trick, but there's no – play to that. It's just come and see for yourself. It's a real honest, straight from the hip way. And I think that that's the way that, you know, we train our stylist to style and we, you know, it's, it's everything. It's, it's, yeah, sure. it's, it's the most honest way of doing it. <laughs> come that. see for yourself. Yeah. 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 So 30,000 followers on Instagram, are, but is that your number one social media or is it TikTok? Or, what do you think? No, I haven't gone to the TikTok yet. I try. We tried. It's just not there. <laughs> so Instagram is <laughs> works really great for us. Um, we have huge involvement, and then of course from our, we use a scheduler to schedule our um, posts. 
Yes. But they also flow to Pinterest and our Facebook and, and all of that. But, uh, you know, the main platform, I think, for our clients at least is, is Instagram. Okay, cool. And, and you, you use a, a scheduler to do your IG. So I love that too. What's your favorite scheduler for, on IG? Uh, we were using Hootsuite for a while. Yep. Um, I, th- I think we're still on that one. Yep. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's so smart. And companies that aren't utilizing their social platforms, I mean, Get, get on it. Get on it. I was going to say that. <laughs> get on it. There's so much value to it. There's so much value. Do, do you have time to follow other people on social media? If you do, who is it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so funny. You look at my feed. It's all over the place, personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all like uh, animal. Like I, I, I kind of love goats. It's a weird thing. I have like a million goat okay. rescues that I follow. Okay. And fashion. <laughs> it's those two things. Goats and fashion. <laughs> goats and fashion. Yeah, you got it. You got. I got to see what's out there. I follow all the competition. You've got to see what they're doing. Okay. You know, I follow, yeah, every every big small boutique retailer. I try to follow just to see get, get my finger on the pulse. Right, right, right. Well, we work with amazing emerging fashion designers from all over the world. Uh, I would love to share some of those guys with you and girls, obviously. And maybe there's a fit for some of those uh, future franchisees out there. Absolutely. And on a side note, I know that you. Um, a lot of your followers and you are in the design realm. Megan is also an independent designer. Oh, you kidding. So she had a line called Meadow. And part of our gig is that she sells Meadow out of her store, exclusive to her location. Oh. So isn't that cool? It's very isn't that cool. cool. So she gets, you know, an extra little passion project going on the, on the side, which has been really great. Man, that is so cool. You've done so much for her and, and vice versa, right? I'm sure it's a two-way street. So, Oh, but, uh, it is. It is. Wow, wow. So how, how about, uh, okay, you're, you're on a, an island. You have one go-to resource to sell more or get more people to come into the Bobbles and Lace store. What, what's the one thing you would do? Is, is, is it word of mouth or would it be a newsletter? Would it be an influencer or somebody famous to wear Bobbles and Lace designs? What would be the one thing you would lean on no matter what for sales? You know, I really, after COVID, my answer definitely changed because I know that social media was invaluable to us in COVID and we didn't really see um, as much benefit until COVID hit. It forced me to get in my fitting room, in my closet and try on stuff. And that stuck. So we still do two live try-ons every week and it brings in so much business. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they're, they're stupid try-ons, you know? I love it. You want to see what I'm talking about? Hop on our Instagram. I'm sorry you have to see me and my colleagues, <laughs> these total fools. But, you know, people want to see the clothes on real people and real bodies. They and do. It's fun and it's light and it's, yeah, it, it gives you that opportunity. So I probably lean towards social after COVID. Pre-COVID, I may say something differently. Okay. Live try-ons weekly. I'll be checking those out for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, it is close mm-hmm. to Christmas. That's why we had you on in December so people can shop Bobbles and Lays, right? And I have a promo code for you. You'll be happy to know. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. You guys, stay to the end of this. How about books? Right? Are you having any time or did you have time? And if you could go back to two books, you could recommend for our readers to, to read to succeed. What would those two books be, Lindsay? Oh, God. Well, definitely I would recommend reading what's called Radical Candor. Okay. It's a great book. I forget the author. I'm sorry that my brain's not that. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. It, it is not is not that deep with right there. But the um, Radical Candor is a great book on leadership. 
So probably the hardest part about owning a business and the hardest part, from at least for me, for being an entrepreneur, is that people portion of it is keeping, retaining, and hiring employees. Yes. It's a huge, it's, it, we could do 17 shows on that alone. Sure. So, you know, learning a leadership style that, that works for you and works for your staff is, is quite the challenge. And that was really one that resonated with me. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, yeah. Radical Candor, yeah. got that one. What's the second one you love? There's another one I did just finished last year, actually. It was a good one called Dare to Lead. That was another great one. There are two great books on leadership if you're looking to um, to educate yourself a little bit. Yeah, well, you, you lead by example to me. So yeah. if, if you're still trying to get better at being a leader, you're already on a great track already, obviously. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You got it. You but, got it. you know, uh, yeah, I mean... Y- Inspiring your staff and keeping them motivated, especially on the sales floor, is really, it can be a challenge. Right, right, right. Well, I'm going to take you back to the younger Lindsay on that countertop at your grandma's consignment <laughs> store, okay? What yeah. advice would you give the young Lindsay Rando, before you were Rando, actually, to get to yeah. your current level of success, but way faster? What advice would you give little Lindsay? I would tell myself to, to um, go to business school. Okay. There's plenty. That, you know, I studied communications. I got a minor in art. It was kind of, it was fun. It was fun. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. But if I had, I just, I always think about if I had that um, business degree, I don't know, it would give me more confidence, if okay. anything, in leading my business. Um, that, in my mind, that's my Achilles heel. You know, I, I can do an Excel sheet and I can look at a P&L, but I just wish that I understood it even more. Yep, and you know? faster. I, oh, yeah, faster. Yep. Wish I knew it from the get-go. That's fair. That's very fair. But you, you've done so much organically. That is also your secret sauce, your secret power. But then you're just saying, hey, if I had the book smarts as well for the business side of things, like you said, those P&Ls and stuff like that to analyze quicker, I would have moved quicker. So that's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. I've I, I've um, worked at with Suffolk University to on a few of their their courses to be the uh, subject of of course matter. Okay. <laughs> really, really cool. We work with um, different different classes for different things. Right. And just seeing what they were learning and in, in their high level questions that they were asking me, I was like, how would you even think to ask that? You know, as <laughs> as a bachelor at Suffolk, it's crazy. Um, right. And I just, I, I would have had more confidence leading this class had I had the right business acumen. And I've learned it. And I know my business so, so well. I know my business so, so well. But in terms of big business, I just wish I had more confidence. That's fair. That's fair. So what, what do you think advice for people listening? Why should they rewire, Lindsay? Oh gosh, you should always rewire. Personally, professionally, it's really, really important to to constantly assess and to change and to not be afraid to change, not be afraid of change. Um, it's you're going to grow so much more, or else you're going to be stagnant. There's no fun in that. No, <laughs> there's there's not. Um, no, so challenge yourself. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Okay, another great quote. I've got so many T-shirts with you right now. Oh my God! Print them up. Call me Forrest Gump. What did he do? The smiley face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, what are you the most excited about for 2023? I think I know, but tell me what you're the most excited about. I am really excited for um, our ca- two California franchisees in the spring. Oh, okay. It's, right? So I feel like that's kind of where this whole thing began for me. Yes. So it brings it totally full circle to think here I am 15, 18 years later. Yep. Full circle as a franchise. It's kind of crazy. That's, $70 to a franchise. Well, so I, was I think say that that's going to be exciting. Yeah, $70 yeah, yeah. to a franchise. Wild. Are they going to be in LA as well, these two franchisees? There's the one in LA and there's the one in San Diego. Okay. You're going to share those with us when you can, okay? So. I will. I will. So I'll keep it hush hush to like, then I'll announce it to the world. Trust me, two more t shirts in, in print. <laughs> San Diego and LA. Okay, got it. So tell us, you know, uh, about this amazing code to save to shop Bobbles and Lace, but also how can people find you? How can they get a hold of you? Okay. So go to our website, bobblesandlace.com. Um, and there is a tab on top franchise. If you want to learn more about the franchise model, and I'm dying to be in Arizona, by the way. So if you live in Arizona, please. We had a pop-up in Scottsdale. Oh, without me knowing this, let's, let's bring you back here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We wanted to do some pop-ups. Pop-ups are a really fun way of A, testing a market. Yep. And B, just having fun and making some money. Um, so we were looking at doing a pop-up in New York City. And it was $20,000 a month for two months. Okay? Yeah. Um, so, so much. And I had the lease in hand. And I said, you know what? I just can't sign it. I'm going to build my own pop-up. Yeah. So this is another one of those morning ideas that my husband rolled his eyes at. But it was a really good one. <laughs> yeah. And we, I, I converted a horse trailer um, to a store. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's super cool. It looks just like a store. It has hardwood floors. It has fitting rooms. It's awesome. And it's literally an old horse trailer. So we towed it out there, set up in Scottsdale. Yep. And we were there for two months. And wow. it was great. We've been a bunch of places, but that was one of the areas. Yeah. It was, we, I love it out there. Yeah. It's so nice. We're, we're, I want to compare notes where you were hanging out and, and how can it yeah. get you to come back? Because we do have Super right? Bowl coming back in two months. Super Bowl is going to be here. Might be another good time for you and Derek to come on out. Wow, that'd be great. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so co- uh, promo code, how they, they want to go on. Robin's going to shop. What does she yep. put in to save? Okay, so when you, you make a beautiful cart, by the way, we have live chat. So if you need help with what to pick, we have um, one of our amazing sales team members on the line ready to help you. And it's not just like a robot. She's actually really stylish and she can help you pick what, what works for you. Cool. Um, yep. So you make a cart, add it to cart, and at the end, you'll see a little place to enter a promo, and it's all caps rewired, oh. and that'll get you 15% off your entire purchase. Awesome. 15% off. That's if awesome. If you want to see the clothes on, go to the lives. They're really fun. Cool. All caps rewired. Save 15%, you guys, at bobblesandlace.com. As always on Fashion Rewired, you can upload your free Lindsay Rando blueprint of how she rewired. You can follow her one, two, three action steps or simply be inspired by what Lindsay's done her entire life. Simply go to Instagram, go to at fashion rewired, send me a direct message or comment about Lindsay's um, podcast today, her episode, and you can save promo code rewired, all caps, 15% off. Lindsay, we did it. We did it. 
<laughs> Man, thank uh, you so much for having me. It was fun, right? It, it was so great, great. Thanks so much. Fashion Rewired, and we're out. Thank you for joining us for our weekly 30-minute podcast focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is all about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand. Make sure you listen next week for the Fashion Rewired podcast with Brian Hill.